Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to another podcast episode here in Heartful Talks with Julie. I'm your host, Julie. And Alhamdulillah, I have a very special guest. I'm so excited for this episode. Just to give you a background, um, this is kind of, I call it like a wild idea because <laughs> I never thought that I would get to speak one-on-one with her, mashallah. Um, so I've known her from one of an online uh, sisterhood online community, which is called AA Plus. And she is one of our ustaza there who gives lessons, um, very beneficial lessons, um, mashallah. And also outside of that, I joined her uh spiritual conversations every Tuesday so that is free so that is being uh, facilitated by Ustasa herself so alhamdulillah and you know as I can say that she's one of my favorites because she really explained um, so simple simple lessons you know from a very maybe complex hadith or you know and at the same time I can totally relate to her explanations and um the uh, the lessons that you know she's teaching mashallah has always resonated with me so uh, I really love uh, listening to her classes alhamdulillah uh, so with that uh, I'll just let Ustaza uh, introduce herself and inshallah we will go with the topic for today which is um we're going to talk about uh, lessons or things that um that we've learned, you know, when when uh, we reflect back on our younger times, specifically when we were in our 20s. So all of us have different struggles and life experiences when we were in our 20s. And maybe, inshallah, you know, um, the audience who are watching or listening to this episode probably are in their 20s as well. So the aim of this episode is to give you an, some insights on how we lived you know in our 20s uh, what our struggles uh, were and if we can just say that the lessons that we can learn from there with the hopes inshallah that you you also get uh, inspirations from those lessons and to help you also to make you feel that whatever you're struggling with you are not alone Okay, so, um, and even though that, you know, there's a generations gap, you know, we're born in this generation and you're not born in this another generation, we believe that, you know, the lessons that uh, we can share, inshallah, will still be um, apl- applicable uh, for you as well, inshallah. So that's mainly the theme of this podcast episode. And I'm so excited to hear stories from our dear Ustaza, inshallah. All right, Ustaza. Um, I'll give the floor to you, inshallah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Julie, and uh, everyone else who's uh, tuning in right now. I'm I'm very honored to be invited by Julie uh, to to come and speak with her because uh, is there's just something about reaching reaching out to uh, people from far far away. It it feels very special uh, when. I'm in another country and Julie's in another country and she came from another country. It's amazing yeah. how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just brings people together. So I think this is a very special moment. And um, from wherever you are listening, I, I truly believe that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has pulled your heartstrings to come in here and 
lend a listening ear to whatever we'll be sharing today. So, um, uh, I pray, first of all, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses this, um, this session and uh, that both of us, all of us, get lots of benefits and learn from one another, inshallah. inshallah. Yep, so, I am not in my 20s anymore. I'm actually uh, going towards the end of my 30s. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Going to, <laughs> going to 40 soon. And uh, when Julie said um, that she wants to talk about how it was growing up in our 20s, I thought like, wow, that's like 10 I years <laughs> Uh, I know. So, right? um, and I, I, I've recently started asking people um, if they've changed throughout their years of life. Like, you know, when they got married, are they still the same person? When they have children, are they still the same person? And most of them say that they're really the same inside, but they may have developed or, you know, um, improved, uh, upgraded, but their core, they are still who they are. Mm. So I, I believe that uh, whoever you are in your 20s, it is really something that, you know, some like your DNA, your values, the, the, the kind of person you are, your personality, it's really, really unique to you. And that's right. something that you will bring, um, yeah. you know, all of your life. Yeah, um, yeah true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Right, Julie. I mean, like, if, if I were to ask you... Um, you know, if you are a different person, mm-hmm. like your, mm-hmm. your personality and all, if you're different now and then, like what would you, what do you think? I totally agree, you know, that um, I, uh, I, I, there's still part of me that is, you know, I carry all throughout my life. Like, for example, um, I'm still the same person who likes to keep quiet. You know, I don't really like to talk much and I like to listen because when growing up I always listen to my parents so until today you know that's something that I I I, I bring with me and subhanallah you know that that's not a skill but that value that I I carry with me you know listening to others first before you know like like it before like putting myself first like uh, it actually helps me now with what I'm doing as as a coach. So mm-hmm. yeah, those are the things that 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 I think that I carry with me, and also like the childish things like um I like cartoons <laughs> and I still <laughs> like them today. You know, there's a few small things, but um today the big difference is now that I know I have responsibilities. You know, I I don't just lay around and say you know mm-hmm. wait for things to happen. I'm more confident now to you know, take action and go, uh, go chase for, you know, chase after my goals. So those are the, uh, the big difference, but on the core, like you said, yeah, uh, that part of me is still there. Yeah. So I, I believe that's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, talking about, uh, playfulness and, and, you know, how we were growing up, uh, just a little bit of, um, just to get to know me a little bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh I came from a convent school. Mm. Uh, I went to a Catholic school growing up, uh, and I didn't have a lot of Muslim friends. Um, mm. in my teens, I did not have a lot of Muslim friends. Um, most of my friends were, they were either Christians or they didn't have any religion. Mm. 
Um, but um, I was actually very comfortable with my friends because they were good friends. Like, mm. I think they were good friends. They were right. good influence for my studies and right. my extra activities and uh, subhanAllah. But of course, as, uh, as, a, as a child growing up, my parents were quite worried that mm, yeah. I would not have Islamic values and I, would, I might fall into doing the wrong things right. or, you know, try try activities that may not be illegal but uh yeah. prohibited in islam you know like right. maybe you know, if i were to go clubbing or if i were to not pray on time and things like that mm. so um i i must say that growing up uh, i i didn't have a very conservative traditional um ustaza mm. background right, right. <laughs> yeah so interesting. i did not have that yeah <laughs> Um, and I, I think I was one of the more playful, um, the playful one out of my friends. Mm. Like I, I like to, I like to, um, like like Julie says, do crazy things, just <laughs> a wild idea, things like that. Like I, I liked, you know, surprising people. I oh. liked camping and wow. you know being in the outdoors. I was, I was really caught. Um, in in Syria, the the teacher used to some of them. They would call us Mushariba, which is people who like to, you know, disturb other people <laughs> just to, you know. Just do funny, funny things. Well, so I was that kind of. Sounds I was so that fun. Kind of, <laughs> I don't think it was. It was fun for the teachers to like keep oh, their yeah. eyes on me all the time. Yeah, but Subhanallah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm. I'm still like that. Um, still like that. Uh, however, being a mom, uh, I I have toned down a lot because mm. I don't want my kids to do that to me and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the receiving end, it's not so fun. <laughs> But so I guess different perspective. Look, look how you were and how you were, you know, troubling around people, and yeah. like you now your kids are just giving you a lot of, just a full plate of of you know adventures. So, Mashallah. So um, I was like that in secondary school. I was like that in the convent school, and um, I, I had really really good teachers um who really looked out for me. Um, I lived quite far away from school, and um. The teachers really, really took care of me. Some of them would give me a lift home. And oh. I guess one of the things that really helped me, shaped me and, um, you know, um, sort of formed my values was um, the schools that I went to, the teachers that I had, even mm. though they were from a different religion. Um, mm. But, you know, because they were... They were um, they were amazing teachers, you know. Mm. They, they, I had friends who who really took care of me, and somehow Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, um, even in that non-Islamic environment, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala took care of me mm. um, until eventually um, I went to Damascus when I was seventeen. Mm, right. Uh, so my late my late teenagehood um and you know up to my twenties I was there learning Islam um as mm. as a non Arab speaking oh, Muslim. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. So I started discovering Islam there. I started having more Muslim friends there from all over the world. Mm. So um most of my friends are from the UK um uh Turkey. Russia, Malaysia, of course, you know, Malaysia, Indonesia, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, South Africa, because we were the English-speaking ones, the South yeah. Africans, wow. Singaporeans, and the British, we were the English-speaking ones, oh. so we we sort of, we, we clicked, it was much easier, because our, right. uh, our lifestyles are about the same, wow. so... 
um, I formed really good friendships there and and we're mm-hmm. still friends today. We still do Zoom calls. Nice. MashaAllah. Just recently, one of my friends from the UK, she just, she, she came to my house. Like, it's oh. super wild, super random. <laughs> but she came all the way from the UK into my small little house in Singapore. And I just thought that, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, like, the the things that Allah makes you go through as a young adult, mm. how it forms your future relationships, mm. how it makes you as a person, yes. um, how you value certain things, it really mm. starts developing, you know, in your early 20s. Mm. So, yeah, right? Um, and um, I believe that um, as much as now we think that, oh, now is the adulthood you know you have marriage you have work you have bills and you think now is the time but I feel that those early years were so important because without those struggle those you know crying and finding identity and seeking Allah that we, we really wouldn't be where we are now. We really wouldn't be appreciating all these things that has happened and mm. um, how we eventually transform mm. as responsible, you know, like you say, you know, now yeah. you have responsibilities. Yeah. You, you be responsible, you're more faithful, you know, you, mm. you, you know who to turn to and it is because of our experiences when mm. we grew up. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, um, and, and of course, some, some people would say, oh, uh, you're living in a different time. We're living in a different time. You know, yeah. our challenges mm-hmm. are different from yours. But I, I would like to believe that Allah gives us the exact thing that we are supposed to go through, right. no matter right. which time zone you're living in. Mm-hmm. So we could have been, you know, living 20 years ago and we thought that we're having it worse. Mm, yeah. You know, like yeah. we're having it like this is the worst. Our parents do not understand us. Like, yeah. you know, when we go on the internet, like mm. we had dial ups for internet, we didn't have <laughs> Wi Fi. You have to go home, you use yeah. a big, yeah. bulky computer, and your parents would always be checking, like, what are you doing? What time is it? You know, and they right. can just plug out the connection, like, they can just plug it out, right. and it will right. just affect one person and not the whole entire house. Like, now if you turn off the Wi Fi, everybody's going to go crazy. <laughs> but, but um, you know, the times that we lived through, they were meant for us to go through and it helps us to adapt to what we have to deal with today. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. use now, um, you know, having different circumstances, technology, distractions, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say that they're having a more difficult time or we were having a more difficult time mm-hmm. because for each you know, for each community, Allah sends down exactly what they can bear. Right. Um, right. right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, in different countries where, subhanAllah, like recently in Libya, in yeah. Yeah. Or where they are going through, for me, extreme challenges. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would be able to survive emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. go through that and yeah. continue yeah. living, praying to Allah. But you see these people coming up from the rubbles and they're still calling the adhan. They're still standing up for yeah. salah. They're yeah. still helping one another in, in very difficult circumstances. And Allah knows best that, mm-hmm. you know, they can go through these things. And mm-hmm. Allah has sent them this and elevated their ranks. And I pray that, you know, it, this, these struggles and pains that we go through in life, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees them 
and rewards them and and gives us you know what we really hope for in the hereafter like that's like super important so if i could tell myself something like 20 years ago is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really knows the right time for everything you know and 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 Sometimes we pray for stuff and I always get this question like Ustazah I've been praying for this I've been praying for that and yeah. I don't yeah. I don't see it um it's still painful it's still unforgettable it's still raw I'm still in pain but um things will get better because mm. you know things will get better and there will be new challenges like yeah. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm done with my 20s and alhamdulillah, I'm an adult and like things are such a breeze. No, Allah will give you more things. Like mm. Allah will give you more things to be grateful for. Allah will give you more things to be patient about. Mm. Um, life is about going through the challenges. Mm. Life is about choosing to remain strong or giving up. It's it's mm. about choices. And at the end of the day, the choices that we make... Um, we want it to count for our hereafter mm. we just we just you know we we don't remember the hereafter so much we focus on dunya a lot like you know mm. when we check on other people's social media like yeah. oh my yeah. gosh this girl is in her 20s even for me i mean almost in my 40s and i'm looking at someone who's like in their yeah. 20s um you know oh, i'm buying a car like yes wow mashallah oh <laughs> like She's got everything together. She's married. She's buying a car. She has a successful business, for example. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> exactly. What? I'm almost 40. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> exactly. Right? I, I don't yeah. know if you I don't know if you go through this, Julie. Um, but it's so easy to compare your life with other mm. people now because mm. it's right in front of you. Like mm. you don't you can see what people are doing across the world, right from mm. your home. Right. So that comparison and you know, people, you know, I did this and like for you as a content creator and a and a coach, and you know, when you look at other content creators, like do this to get 500 followers in a month. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's not <laughs> happening for me. No. You know, and we compare and we compare and we forget that. Um, everyone is going through what they're supposed to go through. Allah is going to give you things exactly at a time where He feels mm. you deserve it or th- that you can handle it. You know, mm. if you had 500 followers right now, are you going to be able to coach all of them? Are you going mm. to be able to produce as much content as that person? Are you going to be able to, um, you know, go through what that person went through to 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 do all this, all mm. the work that they are doing? You know, you're not the same. Like, you are mm. not the same. Everyone is different. Right. Um, and you are true to who you are. When things happen for you, it's because of, who you are and Allah knows that Allah made you a certain way Allah has a timeline that mm, you yeah, will achieve yeah. things you will go through ups and downs you will feel extreme emotions and you know extreme happiness extreme joy but you also feel extreme um, sadness and hunger sometimes and mm. Allah knows exactly why you have to go through that and he makes you go through it so mm. never compare never compare yourselves with others you mm. know mm. Uh, because you're not them and they're not you and walk mm. walk your own path with right. allah right, mm. right? 
Yeah, mashallah. That's a really important lesson. Um, I can totally relate to that, you know, right timing for everything. And Allah has, you know, it's always right on time, the perfect time. And one thing that I can relate to that, um, if like, <clears throat> I'll, like if I go back in time and talk to my younger self 20 years ago, um, I will just say that don't rush. You know, because that time yeah. is like, I'm, I'm rushing to grow up, like, uh, because I have a very, let's say, strict parents, you know, and so growing mm -hmm. up, especially in secondary, elementary, secondary school, um, they've really, especially for me, really strict, <clears throat> like they want to know who my friends are, they don't allow me to go out, um, and and yeah, so I was like, I want to, I want to grow up, you know, be independent, and you know, I I want to go out of this house so that you know I can make decisions for myself. Um, but like today, like you know, I I look back and say, Alhamdulillah, my parents did that to me because <laughs> because if not, I don't know where I will be. I think I'll be, I don't actually, I think I'll I'll be somewhere else you know I could have been distracted and I was not able and distracted from my studies and you know and now I understand they just want um the best things for me and so at that time I I realized that I still don't know a lot of things and so I need totally need guidance from uh people who are experienced or who already went through that journey such as my parents so alhamdulillah I'm so grateful but you know looking back at that time I was like oh so resentful like oh I want to grow up I want to do my own thing and all those things so yeah if I will just say to myself don't rush you know just um and go through this process you know it's gonna be hard and you feel that you are in a cage you're restricted and all these things but in uh, inshallah like one day you understand uh why these things happen or why they are so strict with you or why you feel that you know you are limited you know because there's so much thing that will happen there's so much blessings that you you will you will experience you'll receive um in the future so so yeah that's one thing that um is really um a very good lesson for for me for myself as well and for those people that you know they feel like they want to rush things they want to achieve things because like you said you know they see in social media like this person already have this and achieved this and they have figured it out <laughs> in such a young age um uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can just say that mm, we don't know what's happening behind the picture mm -hmm. or behind that video we also don't know how much effort that they put probably probably you know they're able to achieve that because like they really put in hours and hours and hours of um effort of time money energy you know that not unlike me in my 20s I was just like okay eat sleep study uh, watch tv <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> you know things like that you don't know whether they really put in the effort and are you willing to put in the same effort or even more effort, you know, for you to be, uh, to achieve to that level or to, for you to to achieve, um, those goals? So yeah, um, alhamdulillah, yeah, I, I totally can relate to that and make me reflect as well, um, on my on my lesson, <laughs> mashallah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talking about parents, right? I think, um, parents. You know, relationship with parents is a very it's a very sensitive thing, but it's also a very um it's it's something that you can't run away from. Yeah. You can't run away from 
your family no yeah. matter how nurturing they are or how rigid they are they are your family and sometimes they love us okay they love us our parents love us in ways that we don't understand mm, like you know when you watch movies and all like you know they're eating dinner together and you, when you watch movies they have like nice birthday parties like tv is not real guys mm. it's not real it's it's dramatized it's there for you to like watch and um fantasize about life it's really not real if you want to look for uh, stories and examples just just look in the quran yeah. subhanallah really and and when when you talk about going through a process and a journey like comparing yourselves Every prophet grew up differently as well. Like oh, the Prophet yeah. Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he became a prophet when he was forty years old. Hmm. All of his life, yeah. Allah put him through, you know, so many hardships and you know, ha- ha- having found good friends and people who loved him, so that when he became a prophet at forty years old, Subhanallah, that he had gone through a wealth of experience hmm. that would help him. You know, as now as a leader, as a guide, yeah, as a yeah. as a family man, as as a companion, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam went through so much, and when he was lifted to be a prophet in that cave where he was all alone, Allah subhanahu wa taala knew that this is exactly the right time, exactly mm. the right place. Right. He didn't grow up in an ideal environment either. Yeah, he grew mm. up in toxic environment. It was mm. so toxic in Arabia at that time. There was so so many um. Things that were happening that were sinful, you know, corruption mm, and yeah. everything was so wrong. But the prophet stayed true to himself. Mm, like mm, he went yeah. to the cave so mm. that he could recalibrate. He mm. went to the cave so he could reflect and think and ask Allah, why are all these things happening to me? He was a thinking person, and mm, as Muslims, mm. we should be thinking Muslims. We we mm. should think. We should ask Ya Allah, what is happening? What is the purpose of all these things? Like, what is the purpose of my life? And then at 40 years old, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him. Mm. So we would also receive these inspirations from right. Allah, guidance mm. from Allah. When we really ponder and think and search deep within ourselves, mm. ask Allah, what is the purpose of all this? What good is there in this for me? What good am I for other people? And you will, you know, Allah will show you the way. Mm, yeah, Let's go back to... Um, Um, let's like compare to Nabi Isa alaihissalam. Um, you know, Nabi Isa alaihissalam. He was born without a father. Mm. He's, he was he was a prophet when he was born. Allah subhanahu wa taala made him talk as a baby. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he started early. He started yeah. his prophethood early in in the cradle of his mother Sayyidatina Maryam radhiyallahu anha. You know, Sayyidatina Maryam alaihissalam. She was not even speaking, and he was the one who defended her. Mm. He started when he was a baby. His yeah. journey started as a baby, being Asha a prophet. Allah. Prophet Muhammad started as a forty-year-old man. Forty-year-old yeah. uh, so yeah. man. Nabi Noah alaihi salam made that one for like more than nine hundred and fifty years. So you know, all the prophets had gone through different journeys, and they were all great in their own ways. They were all given miracles mm. in their own ways. And these are real stories. Like if you want to look at TV, they are f- seriously they're yeah. fake. Yeah, you know they're fake. This um real housewives blah blah blah. It's staged. <laughs> Don't yeah. watch it. Like read read how said it said in Hadija was was a wife. Mm. How she was widowed. How she was a businesswoman. Who yeah. you know who she had around her life. These are real. These are like legit people we can yeah. follow. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and and if if you're you're a young person struggling, you can just look at Sadatina Mariam how she was a young mother, she was a single mother, she grew yeah. up. So many so many stories of uh, Sadatina Fatima how she went through so much hardship. She mm. lost her mom, she was mm. poor. Mm. And we all have financial issues, right? We all have, you know, mm. struggles living day to day where inflation is going on and things right. are just Every day, people are talking about how expensive everything is. Subhanallah, mm. our our leaders, our examples, they they were young and they had to go through mm. extreme poverty. And right. mm. she's the leader of women in Jannah, mm. Sadatida yeah. Fatima. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it it really tells us like when we look at real life stories, there's just so much to learn from, and they are really they are examples for us to follow. Mm. So. You know, um, you are going through a unique journey, and you have values. Like the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he had values. He was he was trustworthy. Mm. He was very likable. He was yeah. friendly. You know, mm. he was hardworking. These are values even mm. before he became a prophet. Mm-hmm. So never let go of your good values. Mm. I mean, you may be you know you may be struggling. You may be doing funny things. You may even fall into haram. But mm. deep within your heart, you know you're a good person. Mm. You know these values that you've been instilled. You know, don't lie. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Mm. You know, yeah. don't don't sleep around. These are values that you should not let go. Mm. You know, keep yeah. it keep it close, keep it close. And if you fall, just remember this is not who I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not this bad person. Um mm. don't let go of your own values. And if you're in your 20s, you might be looking for a spouse. Mm. You know, you might be looking for a husband. Mm. Wait, wait for the right person. Yeah. Really, yeah. don't compromise on your values. Don't mm. degrade yourself as a Muslim woman. As a woman, mm. don't degrade yourself to just get things for this world. Don't degrade mm. yourself for a job. Don't mm. degrade yourself. Don't let go of your values because you like someone. Mm. Don't do stuff just for money. And then mm. there's no barakah in it. It's not going to mm. get you far. So it mm. might be a long, painful and slow journey. People may not like you because you're, you talk a certain way. Yeah. But... That is who you are. And you, you know, with your good values, just pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send you the right one, send mm. you the right job. Mm. Wait for it. If things are going against your values, trust me, it's so hard to reject work that you've been waiting for and like the pay is good, but it's just going against everything that you stand for. Mm-hmm. Allah will replace it, really. Allah mm. will replace it with something better. So mm. when you hold on to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you get your heart broken for the sake of Allah. Mm-hmm. Allah is with you. Mm. And you know the blessings that will come your way is unimaginable. It really is it will blow your mind honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've experienced this kind of um you know fighting with your desire to get that job but really it's not good for you or something that you've let go like a friend that you've let go for the yeah. sake of Allah. Yeah. And it was so yeah. painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I I can relate to what you say, especially um when you mentioned that uh the real life stories that we should look at are from the Quran and also you know we can learn from the Hadith. And I was actually having having goosebumps when you mentioned that uh, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, um was uh, became a prophet at the age of forty, and so it just struck my mind that you know why are we rushing things in life when you know the the best human example you know he went through a lot as a preparation for that you know bigger 
um bigger journey subhanallah and so yeah it's like oh okay so what i'm in my 40s or so what if i'm in my 30s right and i, I maybe haven't figured out everything or i'm still struggling with this but yeah the stories of the prophets subhanallah we can really learn a lot from them and each occasions and each uh like we can say case studies you know what they went through caters to all types of situation right mm -hmm. and that's the that's the beauty of islam i can say that um there's stories for everyone you know that i think nobody can claim and say oh no i i cannot relate you know i've i've went through a different struggle but subhanallah if we just take time to um read and really study and you know connect with the stories mm -hmm. we will always find one story that happened to us as well right subhanallah so um yeah it's very difficult to um you know let go of something that you really wanted um but you know that that is the right thing to do and mashallah um that is something that i'm, I'm really grateful for uh, for that lesson um, because I've learned that even when I was young and uh, because of the very good example from my mother, um, she's really the most religious person in our family, you know, so I grew up in a Catholic uh, family and so she's the she's the one who is like praying and going to church and pushing us <laughs> to do the same thing, subhanallah. Um, but one thing I really learned from her is she always do the right thing. Um, and, uh, you know, when we had a family problem, and you know it came to a decision a very very difficult decision she uh she chose the right decision instead of choosing the decision that will be good that will be beneficial for her and it was um i saw from that uh experience it was really hard and so from that day on when i i i saw from her you know it was really difficult and um I, I like she was crying and all this, but she said, this is the right thing. So that's something, a value that has been with me as well. And when I became a Muslim, that's kind of like uh, more solidified it, that doing the right thing is still um, the the best or the most important thing, even though like deep inside, this is like tearing you apart, you know. And mm -hmm. subhanAllah, you know, learning about the rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you give up something that you really love that's kind of like completed my um understanding of you know because I, I was still a very uh young person when I saw that from my mom and I say why 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 do you have to suffer you know like when you when you know you could have just be selfish for once and follow whatever your heart's desire right that was but then when I became a Muslim and I studied this subhanallah all right so that like completed everything like you know it's not like suffering uh, suffering for you you might be suffering for uh suffering in this world but inshallah you know you look forward for something even better you know maybe not in this life but in the hereafter and so kind that's kind of like made me settle down with the idea that yeah doing the right thing is still the best thing because um there's uh you know hope and believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you know he gives reward for those people who are patient and who turns to him uh, for everything and also like give up something uh, for the sake of Allah so yeah that's uh, like another lesson for me you know if I would say you know in my younger times that it's gonna be hard to give up something but if you know it is the right thing do it you you, you, you do it yeah
Yes, yes. Talking about hard things. Um, I don't know if anyone thinks that Islam is hard. Mm. I used to think, I mean, some things are still hard yeah. right now. Let's just yeah. like I'm just gonna be honest here. It's not it's not easy to change. It's yeah. not easy yeah. to get to wherever you are right now and where you want to go. It's not easy at mm. all. So uh, some of the things that I struggled with growing up was my hijab. Mm. I, I struggled a lot mm-hmm. with hijab. Um, because I, I didn't go to an Islamic school, right? And mm-hmm. my, my parents are very strict Muslims. So mm-hmm. they started enforcing hijab when I was quite young. But when I mm-hmm. went to school, because schools here are um, secular schools, you have to wear uniforms and mm-hmm. hijab is not part of it. So I got used to not wearing hijab in school mm-hmm. and, you know, when we go out with uh, friends. Um, I really did struggle with uh, doing certain practices um, as Muslims growing mm-hmm. up because um, I did not have that um environment i would say i didn't have the environment i didn't have that understanding and love for allah i didn't have that knowledge um that a lot of things i was doing as a muslim child was just because my parents said so mm, yeah so i think maybe a lot of um born muslims may go mm-hmm. through this that uh, a lot of things are just you know things that you inherit from mm, yeah. your parents' yeah. practices and you would have to do them as well. So mm. hijab was one of the things I, I really struggled with and I only started to really uh, wear the hijab when I started going to Damascus when I was in mm. Syria because everyone there is like, basically yeah. everyone is um, Muslim and hijab and mm. modest attire and things like that. So it was much easier for me to dress modestly in yeah. Damascus. But when I came back to Singapore, um, the the emotion and the, the that you know, am I am I gonna wear it? Am I gonna take it off? Like yeah. when I went out to see my friends and yeah. you know if we're going to do a campfire, like would I be comfortable? Because yeah. I was still, I was still new. You can say yeah. like I was still new in my discovery of Islam, so I I I hesitated to wear the hijab. Mm. When I came back, I hesitated to meet my friends with the hijab. Because obviously when I went out of the house, I was in hijab mm. and because, you know, your friends wanted to reconnect and all, I was at that moment, um, I was questioning myself, should I put it on? Should I, you know, should mm. I, should I meet them? Mm. Um, and I just thought of the years that I was in, uh, in Damascus, like I was there for about one and a half or two years already. And I've mm. been wearing a hijab full time already at that time. Mm. And then I thought like, why would, why, why would I want to throw it all away just because, Mm. I wanted to meet my friends I mean I love my friends I love them with all of my heart but I realized that my faith was of more value to me at that time mm, right. like, it took a long time for me to realize that mm. it took a long time for me to in, to be in the company of good practicing Muslims for me to mm. realize that this this hijab is worthy mm. you know that I'm worthy of this hijab and I, I don't want to compromise on mm. my mm. faith now that I have it in my heart I do not want to let it go just because I'm going to go and meet some friends mm. and I told myself if you're going to go and meet them you're going to wear your hijab if you're, you're going to remove your hijab for friends then don't meet your friends and mm. so I decided I decided to cancel on them on that day oh. I, I didn't go wow. I didn't go yeah Mashallah. Was, wow 
Wow, wow, that's wow, that's like well, very, 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 very powerful uh, lesson there. Um, it really comes to your choice, right? That's you know whether you really want to uphold it. Yeah, the values, like we talked earlier, your values, right? What is important for you? So, if you feel that in your heart, your faith is really important for you, and you know you've been through a lot, and because of you know your your trust in Allah, you know we're, you were able to overcome that. So that's something that's really dear and near to your heart. And so I like what you said about you know are you going to compromise that for other people? You know just because you know you're not sure what they're gonna think about you or they're gonna feel uncomfortable with you. You know looking like, like this. I, I I think it was more of a me thing. Like I think they would be just fine with me with my. <laughs> hijab you know yeah. but I I couldn't like I was not confident in myself mm. and and this is okay this is something that I would like to share if you are new to Islam or you've just rediscovered your Islam mm-hmm. uh, stick with a group of people who can keep you on the right track because mm. you know you're weak you know right. I knew I was weak I knew I was shaky I knew I loved my friends and I would you know I'm I might go back on everything that i have gone through you know yeah. to, to this transformation i might just let it all go just because of dunya mm, right right and if you if you already have that consciousness and realization just choose allah it mm. is your friends mm. will be there they're not going to hate you they will understand like you right. you don't even have to say no i'm struggling with my job and then if i if i see you i might remove it they will not understand what you're going through only you know what you're going through mm. so you know when you make that choice for allah it's it's really painful and it's really difficult but at the same time it's 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 so uplifting i don't know how to explain it yeah 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 <laughs> you know yeah when you choose allah it may break your heart for certain things but you know you're doing the right thing and you mm. know that allah's reward is going to come you know mm. that allah is going to help you allah is going to give you allah is going to replace everything that you have given up for him mm. and i i in my in my late thirties now, I must say that um I did not regret those decisions. Mm, mm. I didn't regret giving up things and people for Allah. I didn't mm. regret it, and it has and Allah has really really helped me to to continue this transformation. I'm not there yet. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a long road, right? Yeah, definitely. Like like you say, the prophet started when he was forty years old, and we're in our twenties, and we're thinking like, oh, I have to do so many things, but. Right. It's a long road, and be mm. gentle with yourself. You know, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna, you're gonna wear hijab the wrong way. Some people yeah. may tell you like, "What are you doing?" You know, you know, people are gonna talk about you. People are gonna leave you. Mm-hmm. I, I've lost friends. I've lost friends because they thought that oh, she's an ustazah now, and uh, you know, we're not the same. Yeah, you're too good, and I'm not there. So you, you, and then you realize that oh, is that why you haven't been talking to me? Like I'm still the same person. Mm. I'm still that you know mm. I'm still a friend but some people may not be comfortable with you anymore and that's okay I mean that's who you are and the people who love you will talk yeah. to you the people who want to be your friends will be with you right. um, the people who want to marry you will see you for who you are and your values mm. Mm. Yeah, mashallah. definitely. Like when I became a Muslim um, yeah same thing like uh, I've, like a very not very close, but a lot of people uh, used to talk to me and check in with me. Now I became a Muslim. Um, there's just like very, very few persons uh, from my from my uh, from my old friends who still keep in touch with me. The rest is not there anymore, and and I'm fine. Alhamdulillah, you know, I'm I'm quite happy with that. 
because one thing is um you know to be honest it's, it's sometimes exhausting to maintain a lot of relationships especially if they're not really deep you know i mean it's just surface level and i'm so happy that you know with my transformation and you know allah has also revealed uh, made it clear for to me who are those people who will really stick with me after i've transformed or after i went through this journey and so i'm so happy with that because you know even just uh, less than five people alhamdulillah you know i can uh, nourish those relationships instead of having 20 or 100 you know friendships but you know and not really invested into it so it's like yeah it's more quality right and, and uh compared to the quantity of how much friends you have or social circles that you have so alhamdulillah you know the the the, the right people who will accept you for who you are and um who are not going to be intimidated by, you know, how you look. Yeah, those are the right people that you should keep and also uh, maintain relationships with. So I, I have been blessed with that, alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I just, I just, I think before we before we end any conversation, right? I just want one more thing that I just want to share. Um, that a lot of people ask during our sessions. Um, mm. that, um. Should we tell people who we were, like the past, the mm. dark past? Like if we had a dark past, should we tell people about them? And my answer is always no. Mm. Like you don't tell people your sins. Mm. You don't tell people how evil you were. Mm. Um, you don't you don't expose yourself when Allah has already covered you. Yeah. Because that's not who you are anymore. Um, mm. And sometimes right. we don't move forward. Because we are looking, we're looking back at who we were, and we think like, oh, how can I go to this kind of places? Mm. How can I be dressing like this? How can I mix with uh, this kind of people? Because I was like that. Mm. Don't know what they went through. Mm. You know, if we have this conversation, you wouldn't know that I struggled. Ustaza Shariati Sulaiman struggled with her hijab, and she once upon a time wanted to remove it. Mm. You know, once upon a time she was rebellious. Uh, she mm. didn't want that Islam. She didn't want it. Um, you you looking at a person you you wouldn't know what they've gone through in their past. You yeah. do you wouldn't know their darkness. Mm. You do you you now see them in the light, but mm. you didn't know the pain and 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 darkness that they went through, right. that you went through as well. So there mm. is no need to tell people your dark secrets. It's mm. enough that Allah knows them. It's enough that you have repented. It's enough that you've walked away and you've left it. Um, you don't have to expose yourself to others when Allah has covered you. Mm. you have, when you make istighfar, istighfar is something you ask Allah to cover your sin, that Allah mm. doesn't expose you in dunya, Allah yeah. doesn't expose you in the akhirah. So you don't expose yourself. Mm. It's not being a hypocrite. It's just mm, yeah. it was your past and that is not who you are now anymore. Mm. And in, in the history of Islam, we've seen great transformations from the companions of the Prophet mm, yeah. mm. There were very few of them who were, who were not worshipping idols. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Omar, you know, mm. Sayyidina Omar radiallahu anhu, he was an idol worshipper. Mm. Um, he was an idol worshipper. He was known for his um, fierceness. He was yeah. known to be brutal. Mm. Um you know, he killed people. He killed his own daughter. He mm. buried her alive. Mm. Uh, and and some companions, when when he became Muslim already, some companions sometimes would see him laughing and mm. crying at the same time. Mm. 
they would ask like, what is the matter with Omar? Like, what's wrong with him? So they would ask him like, you know, this is one thing I love about the, the Prophet's time and the companions. If they, if they suspected something or somebody looked crazy, instead of talking about them behind their backs, they would just go up and like, what's wrong with you? How, what's happening? So they went to ask Sayyidina Omar, like, why are you crying? In, in a moment and then laughing the next moment. So Sayyidina Omar said that, you know, I, I used to bury my daughter. Mm. Like I did that and it it it's heartbreaking and he would cry for that sin that he had committed mm. and, you know, it's it's terrible. And this is mentioned in the Quran, like this, these daughters that were killed, Allah asked them, why, why were you killed? And Omar said, now Omar, he, he made tawbah, he's gone, mm. he's done from that and, and he's crying because he was, yeah. he was someone like that. And then he also laughed because it, he remembered how silly it was of him to carry around an idol in his pocket made of dates uh-huh. and was hungry. Uh-huh. Then he would eat the idol and he was he was just thinking, oh, how, how silly was that? How crazy yeah. was that? Eat your own God and he would laugh yeah. about it. Yeah. So like subhanAllah, really. And the Prophet wasallam said that if there was going to be a prophet, if there was a prophet after him, it would be Sayyidina Omar. Mm. So... I mean, everybody has stories, like you yeah. say. And mm. stories of Islam and stories of the Quran are for everyone. You mm. will find someone just like you. You mm. will find someone worse than you. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The beautiful thing is that Allah forgives. Mm. And when Allah forgives, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. So if, you know, if right now you're thinking like, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm too sinful, mm. you know, I've 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 jumped from one religion to another. I've just met a sister who, uh, who was Muslim, who went to church, who had like the priest hold her hand and say like Jesus Jesus is coming to you, and she mm. she's she's learned um, uh, Sikhism, she's learned Judaism, she's like read everything, and she came mm. back to Islam. Mm, mm. Came back to Islam. She made tawbah and she's back. And mm. Subhanallah, mm. Uh, you call upon Allah and you make dua to Allah, and Allah responds to you. And mm. how, no matter how many sins you have, and if if you've left it and you've moved towards Allah, you've moved into the light. It doesn't matter anymore. It's not who you are anymore. Mm. You don't have to dig around for people's secrets, mm. and you don't have to uncover your own secrets for other people. This is so important. It's mm. so important right. because then, you know this is this is what makes Islam beautiful. This is what makes Tawbah beautiful. Allah yeah. is the only one mm. who will erase everything from our lives mm. when we go back to Him. Yes. Nobody else will. Yeah. Nobody else will forgive you and forget. No. <laughs> yes, Subhanallah. Yeah. Yeah. I love that reflection so it's like um having a fresh start or having a clean slate yes. and I, I also would like to reflect on that like especially for you know younger people who's listening right now or watching right now um, for me like my message is that you're gonna make mistakes and I think I will also tell that to myself to my younger self you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna make wrong decisions in life and I want you to know you don't have to be afraid of that it's going to happen. If you put 100% of your effort not to make mistakes, you will not learn. I've just said to myself, like, you you will go through that. I, I guess you just have to accept it that, you know, you were maybe young or maybe you're not knowledgeable. You know, you, you made decision at that moment that you thought it was right. And it's fine. If you made a mistake, it's fine. Um, That's the beauty of life in general. Like, you always have second third 
four chances. It's just something that you have to give to yourself. And I also like, uh, you know, with Islam, not, now that I've learned about, you know, sins and, you know, not exposing your sins, um, mashallah, it's like, um, I, I can go back to my younger self and say, you know, that if you made a mistake, you know, somebody, Allah, especially Allah, will understand. And if you like you really feel guilty about it and you you know make amends to you know those mistakes and make sure that you're not gonna repeat them again, he will take care of everything for you. You don't have to worry about it and you don't also need to talk about it, right? You don't have to talk to, about it to someone and you know, um, not for the sake of uh just being honest about who you who you were before. And subhanAllah, like it gave me sense of relief you know when i've learned about that like oh okay because it's something between you and allah right um so if if someone like in, in catholic um tradition you know we have to go to the priest and you know um, confess our sins that is one thing that i really don't like actually and i only did that uh one time because it was like part of the program you know when i was young after that i never did it again never ever even though my mom says hey you must go to your, to the priest and uh, ask for forgiveness because there's a tradition like that every year but i never i never i never went i don't want i don't want other people to know about it so even though before i became a muslim i was not really comfortable you know saying those things to another person um and it's not because like oh i'm you know he doesn't deserve to hear that or what but i'm just ashamed you know just really ashamed even though he's a priest, you know, but he's still another person that will hear about crazy things that I did. And that's really, really a shame. And so when I became a Muslim, alhamdulillah, you know, that I can just be truthful to Allah and Allah alone. And I don't need to be, um, you know, to do that to somebody else. Because imagine also like if you uh, offload this or you le unleash this, um, you know, story about yourself to someone else, that's also a burden for them, right? I was just thinking that like, it's a burden for them to carry that with them, that story with them, right? When what's the purpose, right? What's the purpose for you telling that to them? It's just gonna be a burden for them also. There's gonna be hanging in their minds, right? When there's no benefit, like what do you want to achieve if you tell that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if you really had repented and uh, you know, you really change your ways. Alhamdulillah, right? It's between you and Allah. But however, I want to go to like a different side of the situation where if you need help, like if there's really like you need someone to talk to, then yeah, it's good to go to a professional or go to someone else, not your family, you know, that will really help you and guide you, right? So instead of going to a friend, to a family, you know, I'm struggling with this and that, like, you know, addiction and all those things, go to someone professional because that's their job, right? That's their job to, to help you. But other than that, you know, if, you know, you you are, you have a, a, a dark past and, you know, you make, you want to make peace with it, you know, the first step is, yeah, um, uh, stick far, you know, tauba, uh, uh, and then do your best to move yes. forward day by day, even though just a small step of um, starting fresh and changing your ways, uh, creating new habits, you know, so that you know you won't go back to the old habits. So, so yeah, um, that's something that um, I'm gonna tell to myself that um, you get, I'm gonna make mistakes and it's fine, and uh, you're gonna be fine, you know, truly, you know. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm from the future. You're going to be fine. 
<laughs> you're gonna be fine <laughs> so yeah Allah, you're gonna right? do great you're gonna do great so I don't know I mean as long as you have Allah and Alhamdulillah yes. you know like I can just say like of course my younger self would be very very much different but um and you know if I cannot say anything else from you know from the future I'll just say Julie you're gonna be fine you have you have God you just just hold on to God just hold on to Allah okay <laughs> so, <laughs> Alhamdulillah <laughs> How did you die? All right. Um, so yeah, mashallah. Yeah, this really I really had fun with our conversations. Those are really beautiful lessons. Um, maybe just to quickly recap, you know, some of the things that I um remembered is you know, there's a uh, right time for everything, trust in Allah's plans. Um, and uh, you know, look at the lessons from the Quran, you know, those are real life lessons, and you know. Don't let yourself get carried away with the drama that you see in social yes. media and TV, you know, and whatever that we see now. Those are just purely for entertainment. Um, and then uh, this is another important lesson. Don't let go of your values. Because earlier we talked about, you know, the things that we still have it in our heart, you know, even though we are still young and we carried it all these years. So those are very important positive values that you never let go of, right? So just hold on to that. No matter what happened in your life, no matter what changes, no matter what transitions that you will go through, the core values that you have, your belief in Allah, you know, your faith, that's something that you should never, ever uh, let go. And, you know, it could be ups and downs, you know, it could be like one day you have full yakin, and then the next day you'll have like really, really low, low iman and it's fine. But the core is still there in your heart. You just hold on to it, to it. And another thing is, having good companies well yeah that's really really important especially in the younger um younger days i alhamdulillah you know that i'm really grateful i was not involved in a bad company alhamdulillah i have really good circle of friends as well so yeah um it's like just just um try to be selective with you know the company that you're spending your time with online and face-to-face -face, of course yes. and finally like um you know telling people your dark past your secrets i guess um yeah if you want to really have someone that really uh solid um solid um person with you that is allah that allah is never changing you know if if you just rely on people you know people come and go um, you can lose touch with them. You can lose communication with them. But Allah is going to be there for you always. So there's like this one uh, solid uh, foundation, solid uh, rope that you can hold on to. That is with Allah. And so no matter what happens, no matter how difficult life can get, you know, it always hold on to the rope of Allah. So I hope those are very beneficial lessons for all of you who's watching and listening, inshallah. And uh, we hope that, you know, you get, you uh, get the inspiration at least one from these lessons and we hope that it helped you somehow in whatever that uh, you're struggling with Ustasa, would you like to share like maybe maybe just uh, closing remarks before we end this uh, session inshallah closing remarks um, <laughs> um, I think um a lot of us now, we are very easily influenced by what we see uh, in our lives, uh, especially especially social media. Um, I don't think we need studies to prove that. Like, we know 
we know yeah. we're easily influenced by what people eat you know mm-hmm. we share yeah. like you know what even even when it comes to food what people eat we just share this with our friends and like oh let's go here yeah. you know um so um be mindful like it's it's we used to just go to the playgrounds to play and like have certain friends and our parents would tell us like you know uh watch who you mingle yeah. around with and stuff like that now i guess watch who you follow mm, uh right. watch who you follow watch uh what you select on netflix or mm, just right. watch what you choose to see because these things that you see will enter your heart yeah yeah it eventually will enter your heart it will influence your decisions right so um in order to be uh, more um conscious of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we need to um choose wisely yeah. the content uh, the people mm. so mm. that these content and people remind us more of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than what we have in the dunya mm. i mean dunya is very attractive we mm. love we love dunya yeah. uh, we love you know we love a home we make our home so nice but yeah. we forget that we're going to live in the akhirah yeah. yeah. what are we doing to beautify the akhirah what yeah. are the deeds that we are doing today that you know we're doing dunya stuff every day mm. yeah You know, we're doing dunya stuff every day. We're doing money stuff every day. Food, um, you know, bathing, yeah. hygiene. We're doing that every day for our dunya. Mm. Are we doing as much for our hope in the akhirah? Yeah. Are we doing that? Are we making lots of dua? Are we uh, intentional in the way that we do our dunya? Mm. You know, like when you eat, why are you eating? Why are you eating that? Why are you sharing this content? Why are you making time to listen? Um, Make the dunya... work for the akhirah mm, right yeah make your dunya work for the akhirah and this is a beautiful dua that uh, it is a very it's a basic dua that even children know it's rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adzabannar mm-hmm. um Allah grant us good in this world and grant us good in the hereafter and save us from the hellfire mm. i mean so um yeah that's i guess that's my closing uh You know, we love dunya, but we should love the akhirah more. And may Allah make us among those who are always um, in in uh, consciousness of Allah and the consciousness of our eternal life that's waiting in the akhirah. Amin. Amin, mashallah. Um, just very quickly, you know, something that struck my mind. Um, if I go back to my younger self in my 20s, that last thing that you said is something that I wish I knew. I wish I knew that whatever that I'm working on during my younger self uh, during my younger times I wish I knew that I am working on it for my hereafter because that time I don't have that concept right because I revert to Islam but I wish I knew that because I guess that will make things bearable for me right like everything is just gonna uh, yeah. set into a different perspective so um I guess that's going to be an advantage. So for those young people who are listening right now, there's going to be an advantage for you. If you just have the lens of the akhira, um, whatever that you're doing in this dunya, you make sure that it works for your home in akhira, right? So yes. whatever decisions that you're going to do, whatever hardship or struggles, just having that focus in the akhira, mashallah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fine, you know. It's not gonna be less difficult. No, it's not. But it's gonna be fine. You're gonna, um, you're gonna go through it, inshallah, with uh positivity, with hope in your heart, and you know, you don't have to like lose uh all hopes or you know, gonna be depressed or all these things that are happening. So, mashallah, that's a really, really nice um 
ending to our um, conversation. Alhamdulillah. I really enjoyed this session. Mashallah. Thank you so much, Azaza, for spending time with me and for sharing your um, gems and lessons to me as well and for everyone else who's going to be uh, listening to this. Alhamdulillah. So I hope that, you know, we're going to have, a, I don't know, another uh, conversation, inshallah. But I really, really enjoyed this. And um, I really love this topic because I also never took the time to sit down and reflect um, about that part of my life and what are the lessons that I can get from it. So, mashallah, thank you for this opportunity as well. And I really love all the lessons that you've shared. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Ustaza. <laughs> thank you for having me and thank you for listening. And, um, you know, for for this uh for this listing, if you if you're listening in, um, I hope that we've we've taken away something from one another today. And yeah. um, I don't know, I don't know if I can uh be in touch with you or you know mm. if you are in touch with Julie. But we we'd also love to hear from you your stories of transformation, your yeah. struggles, and yeah. these are the things that really inspire me as well to learn from all of your stories. Mashallah, mashallah. All right, so that's the end of our discussion for today. I will put the Instagram of Stasa Shariati so you can also follow her. Like she said, you know, follow the right people and, you know, will have a good influence on you. And Alhamdulillah, I can attest that she's been a very good influence to me. Mashallah. So with that, I'll see you again in the next episode, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bye. Thank you. Um.